Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast for Contractors. Get actionable advice and tactics on how to grow your home service company. Plus interviews with industry experts dropping value bombs in marketing, sales, and operations. And now, let's power up your home service biz with your host, Mark Ambrose of Battle Plan Marketing. All right. Hello, home service pros. Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast, episode number 113. Today, we're going to talk about some very important updates to U.S. laws and rules on acquiring and displaying customer reviews. The Federal Trade Commission, or FTC, recently fined online retailer Fashion Nova $4.2 million for blocking negative reviews of its products from being published on its website. And there have been many other FTC fine companies, but this was the latest one that triggered new FTC guidelines for all companies as of September 13th, 2022. Additionally, they sent letters to all the major review software platforms, placing them on notice uh, that avoiding the collection or publication of negative reviews violates the FTC Act. They also warned that companies, uh, quote, companies can be held responsible for what these review service providers do on their behalf. So companies should understand how review software vendors generate the results they offer, end quote. In other words, ignorance is not a defense. Not knowing is not a defense. So let's take a look at four types of deceptive customer review practices that the FTC has declared will get your company in legal trouble. Okay, number one is what's called review gating. I've talked about this on several episodes in the past. So this is a very common practice, and many review platforms use this. So be sure that the system you're using does not, right? Now, it can take a couple of different forms. So form number one would be only asking happy customers for reviews. FTC says, nope, can't do that. You must ask everybody or nobody. Okay, form number two is asking for customer feedback. And then if that feedback is good, they're asked to leave a review on Google or another review platform. But if the feedback is poor, the customer is not provided the ability to leave a review on those same platforms, right? Instead, they're usually encouraged to leave company feedback and never given the opportunity to do so on a review platform like Google or Facebook. So the company's asking for the feedback in a negative case, but not allowing that or not giving the ability to provide that same feedback on a review platform like Google. So that is illegal, right? It's against FTC laws, policy, guidelines also of Google, Yelp, Bing, and most all other online review platforms. So if your review software is doing this, either get it fixed or stop using it, okay? Now, we've used the Gather Up review software for many of our clients, and now we use our own BizBooster app software to collect customer reviews. So here's an outline of how that process adheres, adheres to the FTC rules. Number one, step number one, the review request is sent to all recent customers. This gets done through either email 
or text, right? Step two, they are asked to rate their experience using the Net Promoter Score or NPS score from 1 to 10. So tell us, how would you rate your experience on a scale of 1 to 10? The next screen they usually see, they are asked to add any additional comments about their experience. Right? So they get to write in their own text. The next screen, if the review is positive, they are thanked and presented with a screen that asks them to copy just a button, click to copy your comment, and here's another link, click to post that on wherever you're directing them to, Google, Facebook, wherever, and to post that same review there on that platform, right? If the review was negative, the next screen provides an apology, and that someone from the company will reach out to see if there's any way to address the situation. Plus, they are provided that same copy your comments button and a link to write or copy that review and place it on Google, Facebook, or whatever other platform. Same platforms that you're asking them to post the positive reviews on, you must provide for the negative ones as well. Okay? If your system is not providing the negative reviews and comments with the ability to click a link and leave that review on the same platforms that you're asking the positive reviews to post onto, then you are review gating, quote unquote, and you're exposing your company to legal issues as well as you're violating Google's policies, which in turn can get you fined by the FTC and lose rankings in Google search, right? There's also an innocent way that companies can be guilty of review gating without even knowing it, actually. So if your staff is asking customers in person how their experience was, and then they're requesting positive feedback be posted online, but not asking unhappy customers do the same thing, that too is defined by the FTC as review gating. And this would apply more to Things like hotels, businesses like hotels, restaurants, other similar businesses. But if your practice, your service business practice, is to get reviews in the field with your techs asking for them, then you'll need to revise this practice because you'd be guilty unknowingly, well, now you know, (laughs) of review getting, right? All right. Violation number two, Second deceptive review practice is incentivizing reviews, either with a gift or some of some kind or as a part of a contest, right? It is never okay to incentivize customer reviews. It's against the guidelines of Google and pretty much every other major review platform. Now, this is one case where the FTC actually does allow for incentives under two conditions only. That you don't condition, number one, you don't condition the incentive on the review being positive. So if you're incentivizing them, it has to be whether they leave positive or negative. And number two, you must disclose in the review that it was incentivized. Okay, Those are the only two acceptable conditions where you can incentivize a review according to the FTC. Okay. This kind of would apply more to uh, video testimonials, case studies, similar uses like that, right? Now, the FTC recently issued a guide to soliciting and paying for reviews. And in it, and I'll leave a link in the description below, 
but in it they offer the following tips. And I'll recite them word for word. Don't ask for reviews from people who haven't used your product or service. Don't ask your staff to write reviews without ensuring that they disclose in a review that you employ them and you ask them to write it. Don't ask for reviews only from customers you think will leave a positive feedback, which we touched on. Don't ask family and friends for reviews without ensuring that they disclose their personal connection to you. Don't condition incentives on the review being positive, which we covered. Always disclose if a review has been incentivized, which we covered. Have reasonable processes in place to verify the reviews are genuine and not deceptive. And don't edit reviews to alter the message, change the tone, or display it in any misleading way. And then lastly, treat positive and negative reviews equally. Don't subject negative reviews to greater scrutiny. It is strictly against Google, Yelp, and Bing's policies to incentivize customer reviews. So if you are going to do that, do not do it for them to replace the review on any of those platforms. Like I say, it would be for a video testimonial, perhaps, or a case study that you're putting on your site, not on a review platform, okay? Because they prohibit it under all circumstances. In fact, Yelp themselves prohibit asking anyone for reviews. And Yelp's exact language is, quote, businesses should not ask for or solicit reviews on Yelp as it leads to deceptively biased content. This includes asking friends, family, or customers to write reviews, offering incentives or freebies in exchange for reviews, or working with companies that send review solicitation emails. So in Yelp, you can't even use a system like GatherUp or BirdEye or any of those. It's against their terms of service. And they go on to say, if we find indicators of systematic review solicitation, we will apply a search ranking penalty to the affected Yelp business pages. Okay? So unless you want to disappear, from Yelp, organically anyway, don't ask for reviews there. In fact, if you do and are coming in irregularly or too often or whatever, you'll see that Yelp will bury them. They'll be not shown. They'll be down at the bottom, uh, you know, one of the many number not being shown. And that's because Yelp has flagged it as being probably solicited. Okay, I will, again, leave links to these articles and guidelines in the description below. Now, the third deceptive practice, according to the FTC, to avoid is creating deceptive or fake reviews, right? I don't think I really need to go into that one at all, right? It doesn't need much explanation. Don't do it. Number four, deceptive practice number four, which is common practice out there, is not displaying all genuine reviews on your website. Right? So if your review software publishes first and third and or third party reviews on your website, you must publish all of the reviews, not just the ones that are favorable. Now a lot of those software platforms either used to or still do allow for you to change the setting to show only the three or three and a half or four stars or better up on your website and to not 
published, the others below that. And that is not allowed. That is a violation of FTC guidelines and could get you fined. Okay, now let's uh, talk a little bit about negative reviews, right? So you can ask Google to remove negative reviews if they violate any of these conditions. Harassment, hate speech, offensive content, personal information, misinformation, misrepresentation, like a false account, distortion of the facts, omission of facts, conflict of interest, etc. And of course, fake reviews, which are not based on a real experience. And right there in Google, where the review is, you can click and I think it's the three little dots in the upper right-hand corner, and you can challenge that review internally with Google. Right. So in summary, if you're using a reputation management software platform to grow your customer reviews, which we highly recommend, make sure that they are adhering to the FTC rules and Google guidelines and Yelp's guidelines. And the law says ultimately your company is responsible, even if you were not aware of the deceptive practices being used. Right. And if you do great work, and provide great service as best as you can each and every day. We all make mistakes. We all have slip-ups. But if that's your goal and that's your practice, which it should be, I hope it is, then you should not fear the occasional unhappy or even unreasonable customer. Right? And there are a lot of studies out there that show customers display more trust in companies rated between 4.2 4.5 stars and a distrust a little bit, or, or they trust those companies more than the companies that have just a perfect 5.0 average rating, right? So, in fact, other studies show that over 80% of consumers are actually seeking out the negative reviews. They want to see a sprinkle of those, and they want to see how your company responded to them. Did you show that you care about your customers by reaching out to that reviewer and inviting them to contact you to try and find a resolution? Or did you argue with them and try to prove that you were right and they are wrong? Right? Really bad practice there. Right? So the occasional poor review can actually make you uh, look more authentic. And it would be more authentic, right? We can't please everyone as the saying goes. And occasionally you will slip up, or occasionally you're just going to run into a overwhelmingly unreasonable customer. It happens, as they say, as the t-shirt says, right? And that reminds me to remind you to respond to every single customer review as quickly as you can. They like to see a study show within a week, uh, but really, you know, if you can, within a day or two, right? And I always use the analogy that you would not ignore a person who came into your office and said how great a job your company did for them, right? Nobody would just ignore that person. And yet we do that, companies do that online all the time, right? So why would you ignore someone who took the time out of their day to log into Google, Yelp, wherever, and write a nice or even a negative review about your company? right? You wouldn't. So don't do it. Don't do online what you wouldn't do 
in person, face-to-face, right? Go acknowledge and thank those people for, whether it's positive or negative, thank you for the feedback. We appreciate you taking the time to review our company. And lastly, if you don't have an online reputation management system in place, we highly recommend that you do get one, like yesterday. It will help you grow your reviews. And again, as long as your company is providing the best possible service and products it can on a daily basis, that's your goal, then overall your rating should be just fine. All right. You can check out our new platform. That's part of our new CRM and lead nurturing review software at bizboosterapp.com. B-I-Z Booster app.com. All right. I hope that helped some of you out there. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe to our podcast, get notified of future episodes or on our YouTube channel. Feel free to share this episode on your social channels. We'll all see you in the next episode. Good luck out there and create a great day. Thanks for listening to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast. To power up your home service business, for show notes, visit battleplanmarketing slash podcast. If you enjoyed our show, please share it on social. Until next time.